Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the, the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Tuesday, May 25th. And every Tuesday, we're, we're talking black and gold. We're talking LAFC. They had, they had an impressive win. They had a great bounce back win. Carlos Vela played. Diego Rossi scored a brace. You know, everybody was happy. The mood around LAFC has changed, right? You know, what what can I win? You know, what talk about a, what a win can do for a team. But before we get into that, I'm going to introduce my guest. We got LAFC Live. Garrett, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on the show again, Gio. Uh, very exciting week. Uh, it was a nice weekend. So we got a win. So I can't wait to talk about it. Very excited. Yeah. And we also got Josue Lopez. Josue, how you doing, brother? Great to meet you, by the way. Great to meet you at the stadium. It was good to be back at the bank. Garrett, nice to meet you. I have been a witness of your work on Twitter. It is a lot of fun to read you. I'll learn. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> at the same time. Thank yeah, you. No, so- Appreciate it. So, a quick, quick story. So I was coming into the, walking into the stadium and then I ran into Josue and we had done the podcast right the week before. And I didn't, right. I didn't never, I never realized, you know, when I, when I do the podcast with people and, you know, and the show, I feel like, you know, I've met you already. So Josue goes like, Hey man, it was, it was a pleasure to me. Cause we're, we're both going our separate ways, you know, inside the stadium. Right. He was like, it was a pleasure to meet you. And I was like, I was like, didn't, have we, we met? And he was like, no, no, no. We had, this is like our first time meeting. And I was like, right but we did the show last week. You know, I was just like playing it back in my mind and I was like, oh dang, this is the first time we've met. It's <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> where, where did you watch, where did you end up watching the show, Garrett? Uh, I watched it at my house, bro. Uh, just my fiance and I just watching the game. Uh, it was it was a good one, man. I, I know you got some questions to ask us how we felt and whatnot, but uh, it, it felt nice to get a dub, a big dub. So very exciting. Yeah. A lot of things been going on with you, man. You're moving around. Any any news you want to share with us? <laughs> yeah, moving around, man. Uh, moving out with my fiance. Uh, undisclosed location. That's private. Uh, <laughs> Malibu. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, <laughs> Hidden Hills, uh, Calabasas. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's exciting right now, man. And just grinding at work and uh, just keeping up with the football, man. I can't I can't stop. It's my passion. Got to keep up LAFC, and I got to keep. Well, actually, I'm excited that Arsenal's done for the season, bro. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I'm glad that season's over with. Uh, we got a big final this weekend, though, Man City-Chelsea. Um, we could touch on that maybe. Uh, I'm very excited for that one. I'm looking really forward to that one. Yeah, let's let's talk quickly about the Champions League because that's this weekend. Uh, I believe it, it was a Saturday, too. Is it Saturday as well? The team in yep. blue is going to win. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who do you guys have? Who do you, who do you guys have in the Champions League? Josue, I'll go first with you. Um. I am not a fan of either club, you know, the type of teams that invest a lot of money out of nowhere and they get, like, new fans out of nowhere. However, I am a Guardiola guy, so I will go with Man City. Man City. Garrett, what about you? (sighs) Well, I'm an Arsenal fan, man, as you know, so I can't be having Chelsea win this Champions League. Uh, My really good friend's a Chelsea fan. Uh, LFC, why is a Chelsea fan? I can't be having that. Uh, My other – one of my best friends is a Man City fan, so – I think Man City is going to win 
3-2, and uh, Guardiola's finally going to get that Champions League with Manchester City, and uh, it'll be a great season for them. Yeah, I, I mean, want to talk- see Pulisic on the field, though. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah. thing. This, this could potentially be uh, Pulisic's last game. I don't know. The way, they, way they've been treating him, it could, it could be his last game or not. Edgar in the chat says, up up to Chelsea. So I think he's referring to Chelsea there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see a good game, you know, and we'll see what happens. I, I would like to see uh, Christian Pulisic play a lot more. He's mm-hmm. been impactful. I mean, talk about what he's done in the semifinal games, you know, and all the Champions League, right? Crazy what an American can do in the biggest stage, you know, when it, when it comes to soccer. So that's me exciting. So then right after that, the LAFC game is also going to start off as well. Exactly. So there's going to be a lot of things going on uh, this weekend as well. So all right, let's get into it. Uh, you know, obviously – LAFC, we know they won 2-1. It was, it was a very exciting game, right? Uh, and, you know, I think the biggest thing, once I saw, I think once everybody saw the lineup, right, and Carlos Vela was on the lineup, I think it kind of relieved a lot of people. And they just, and then I think this is the way you kind of want to start the game, right? Whether, you know, have him start, play where, you know, we know he played 60 minutes, but we didn't know at the start of the game how many minutes he was going to play. And I'll just go, go quickly over the lineup we have right here. Obviously, Pablo Cisnegas and Gold. Chiqui Palacio, Eddie Segura, Murillo, and Blackburn all the way in the four back. Then you had Cifuentes, Atuesta, K in the midfield. And then obviously Rossi, Baird, and Carlos Vela. Um, what were you guys' thoughts uh, on the lineup and uh, obviously the, how the game shaped up uh, LAFC Live? Uh, it was nice to see that lineup. I like to see uh, Sifu starting. Uh, I know that Blessing, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately was a casualty and uh, didn't start. Uh, but I thought very solid lineup. Um, you know, Blackman was a little questionable for me. I thought maybe uh, Kim Wan would have started, but uh, I thought the lineup was a good by Bob. Uh, you know, some adjustments here and there maybe throughout the season we'll make. But seeing Vela start, that was a big plus. Uh, you know, the group chat and I were hoping that, uh, you know, we would see him at some point. We were hoping to start. So he did start, got the 60 minutes. He looked really lively out there for him not playing a couple matches and uh, coming off of injury. Diego Rossi doing his thing and looking. We need to get him in form, actually. I think he's the guy that, you know, I really want to see take off this season, which he has in the past. Uh, great two goals. Corey Baird, uh, you know, good play in around the box. Uh, that's what we signed him for. Uh, not so much to score goals, but I guess, I mean, to set him up and be the holdup man. Uh, we'll see what else he can do this season. But, yeah, brilliant. It was great. It was great to get a dub. Uh, I don't want to get too carried away and say, you know, everything is just uh, hunky-dory now because it's far from over. So, uh but it was good to get a dub against, uh, you know, great team this weekend. Yeah. Jose, what were your thoughts on LAFC versus the Rapids this past weekend? Yeah, it was good to see Vela back. That was the first thing I looked up when I see the starting lineup. Uh, yeah, as LAFC last steps, uh, it was nice to see Sifu entering instead of Blessing. When it comes to Blessing, um, I like him better when he comes to the bench. You know, the opposite opposite team is a little bit more tired, and you have a, a player with a dynamic of Blessing. I think it's it's more... It's better when he comes to the bench when he starts from the beginning. And the defense, yes, Blackman has his good moments, his bad moments. And then I'm very happy with Carlos' negative performances. He's been very solid on the on the goal, even though Bob said at the press conference that he could be he could done a little bit better uh, on the Michael Barrios goal. But it's good that LAFC is beginning to find their solid starting 11. That's really important. And it, it will be interesting how many minutes Bella plays with the next team, what are going to be some changes that we're going to see. So, yeah, it was good to see it, and they got good results. 
Yeah, no, it was it was a good result. So I think maybe if you put your headphones, it may be easier because I think we hear some crackling, some noise crackling. I don't I don't know if that's from okay. from LAFC Live or from Josue. I think it may be coming from you. So that way, I think I think it make it easier and uh, smooth out the, the the audio for everybody there. Um, but I'm just gonna mute this mic real quick. But uh, but yeah, no, I think the thing about this, it, it's it's so impressive that you know how they came out. They started off hot, right? And the thing, right? You know, Diego Rossi got that, you know, got that first goal in the, in the 14th minute, and that's the way you want to start this game, right? And then you see that pass, uh, you know, from I believe it was Corey Baird, and you know, how smooth it was. And you know, obviously Diego Rossi did what he had to do. So I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the first goal right here that uh, Diego Rossi's is. This Here's the final third. Baird separates for Rossi. Diego Rossi, who scored against the Galaxy, scores here, aided by Corey Baird. One zero, LAFC. It's a fantastic way to pop off the back shoulder of the back line there, free up that space and that little diagonal run. You know, you see Vela cutting across. There's so many dynamic runs in that play, and it starts a few seconds earlier there, where Vela gets the ball when the attack starts, and he draws three players in, which is going to unbalance this team. But Baird to be able to look up, look off the shot, and hit that little diagonal is fantastic start to the match. Great execution there. You know, the thing that I like about that play is, you know, how what Corey Baird's decision making. You get to really see how he really understands the game. He really understands the play. He had another option to pass it on his right hand side. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he had other options and he waited. He waited because he knew that that Diego Rossi run was going to come. And it, and it was just he played it so smooth and perfect, and you know obviously Diego Rossi does what he does best and puts in the back of the net. What were, what were your thoughts on the, on that play there, LFC Live? Uh, well, if you notice uh, when Corey Baird goes a diagonal and you see Rossi make that little run, that was uh, that was beautiful because it seems like the past couple of games before this we've been so stagnant and just standing around. And to the build-up play, we actually see players making diagonal runs, which is what we used to do before. So hopefully that comes back to us. So. Uh, we just got to be creative with the ball because it seems like, you know, like I said, in the past couple of games, we've just been standing around, being stagnant, waiting for one guy to do, you know, a couple of flips and tricks. And just, you know, if because sometimes this team relies on Rossi or Carlos Vela with the ball and they're just standing there just watching instead of making the run. So sometimes the other players, like maybe Nancy Westa, Mark Anthony Kay, or even like a Corey Baird has the ball at their feet. We expect the other players to make overlapping runs, diagonal runs to get in the box and get the goals like you saw in that Rossi one right there. Yeah, Jose, what were your thoughts on that, the playmaking skills of Corey Baird and that goal? It was amazing. It looked like a 2019 goal from LAFC. It was good to see Corey Baird participating in that play. And, yeah, you know, the sharpness that was missing from the last couple of games against Houston, against Seattle, and any others, it was finally uh, solved with that uh, accuracy from Diego Rossi. So it was good to see that play for the trio and especially Corey Bird participate. You know, he his level will improve now that he has uh, Diego and Carlos next to him. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was very impressive. Uh, you know the the way that the, the way Corey Baird and I I know a lot of people didn't get to see the preseason, but I saw a lot, a lot of this from Corey Baird in in the preseason games. Right, they weren't televised; fans weren't able to come. But I saw that Corey Baird was able to be a playmaker and understood his role with Carlos Vela and Diego Rossi. Right, we don't, you don't necessarily need them to score goals, but you need them to do 
right there. That's what you need Corey Bear to do, right? It's to find Diego Rossi in the, where the space is. I understand where Diego Rossi is going to make that run. Put it perfectly there, right? That's what I saw. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to see it because of Carlos Vela's injury, Diego Rossi's injury. You know, right now, now week six, you know, going to week six, that's what we finally saw. So hopefully everybody's able to stay healthy and we're able to see more of those playmaking abilities uh, of, of Carlos, uh, Corey Baird, Diego Rossi, and Carlos Vela. Quickly in the chat, G-Man says, good vibes. Uh, uh, Silo says Kool Aid Man is back, but a good thing, good goal though. I don't know what you're referring to there. And Galaxy Guy podcast means good vibes. I think he's referring to uh, Max Bredos when he goes, Yeah, I think that's like, <laughs> uh, maybe that's that's what I'm assuming. I don't oh, know. Maybe. Okay, 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 <laughs> maybe. okay. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I I, I can see that now. That, that, that I understand that. Yeah. So right, like so we go we go down right. It's the thirty third minute, and then obviously you know the, the Diego Rossi puts LAFC up two zero, and you know you start rolling and you feel like okay you know maybe Carlos Vela's probably can play the whole game. You know they're up two zero and maybe he gets subbed off. But I I have the second goal here now. On I want to play this because the job that you know. This team looks a lot different with Carlos Vela on, right? And it's completely it's completely yeah. noticeable from, from the first, you know, from the first touch, you know, what what big of an impact he does. Obviously, you know, it's Carlos Vela. I think he's the best player in the league, and that's what best play, that's what you know uh, these type of players tend to do. So here, here's a goal. Vela. shaking you off and you're just constantly throwing them off you and then deliver a pinpoint pass through it looks like Yarborough there tries to guess a little bit but again to feed him on his front foot great first touch this is something that Rossi's gotten so much better at is that first touch forward so that I mean that's what we're used to seeing. That's what we used to, the, the LAFC team that we're used to seeing and, and scoring those type of goals, right? Vela assisting Rossi, Rossi scoring those goals. You know, let, let's talk about that. You know, LAFC live. Give give us your thoughts on that play and the impact uh, Carlos Vela had in that first half. Well, shout out to number two on Colorado for horrible defending. Uh, it was wide, <laughs> it was wide open right there. I don't know if you can see the gap. It was just perfect ball. I mean, that was. Well, football is an easy game if you know how to play uh, decisively uh, like Carlos Vela does. And he made it look uh, at times like it was easy. The touches, you can see his impact was uh, much needed for this LAFC team. We have been depleted. You know, I do have that saying, it's LAFC, not Bella FC. Uh, you know, at times we like to rely on him, which, you know, most uh, MLS teams rely on, you know, their, their huge DP player uh, at times. But uh, you can see how important he is, uh, not only as a player, but as a leader. Uh, I know sometimes his um, captain abilities and whatnot are questions uh, in the later stages of the season and playoffs. But for right now, uh, get him back to speed, get him at 60 to 70 minutes. Uh, we're 2 0 up, shut down shop, um, which we'll probably hit on. But uh, yeah, it was nice to see him back out there. Loved it. I'll say, what were your thoughts on uh, Carlos Villa's playmaking ability? Not, not a surprise at all. He has done that for years, and he has done that for his time on LAFC. It's something that we are used to see, but it was nice to see it once again. You know, the the team level improves once Bella is on the field. 
does LAFC depend on, on him? Maybe, maybe not. But like he was saying, like, like what happened when Ronaldo left Real Madrid? What happens when Barcelona doesn't play with Messi? You know, like it's something that happens around the world. And 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 it was good to have uh, Bella back, and of course Diego Rossi scoring. I'm, I, I was surprised that he played so well after he was not called at, at the Uruguayan national team, which was something something really surprising. But you know, it the the team is back. It's not a reason to get overexcited. When the team loses, they are not the worst team in the world. When the team wins, they are not the best team in the world. You know, there there needs to be balance. But last Saturday's game, it was a good step to go to that 2019 level. Yeah, and, and I think on that that that's this is what you, what LAFC and all our all Black and Gold Nation is used to seeing, right? These type of performances for from Carlos Vela, from from Diego Rossi, and this is what you what you're used to, and this is what you're accustomed to. And I don't know if you guys saw the little the little clip that LAFC played, you know, prior to their game that they had, they had my voice on their pregame. Um, Video. I don't know if you guys uh-huh. saw that. So I, did. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that was gonna. I was gonna be on there. So I thought that was. I was surprised about that. But like you know, like I said on the in that video, like LASC has the number one, the biggest target on their back. They they do. They do. I mean, yeah. Because of MLS, because of Carlos Vela, because of Bob Bradley, and when the pieces they have, obviously going into their fourth year, right? And you know, Corey Bear mentioned this. And he's like, I'm happy to play with the team. Um, paraphrasing here that that is expected to win every single game you know obviously when you're not winning obviously the criticism the pressure is going to mount up but it, i mean i felt like this was a perfect game uh to do that and and they answered quickly and uh, right away katie in the chat says that second goal and the play leading up to it was what i've been dreaming of for the past few months yay yeah i think i think everybody everybody you know kind of felt relieved because you know we know the talent that they have and everything that they've been doing and, and you know right you just want to get this team on the right direction so when you when you uh, LAC like when you saw this game right going going into the second half what what were your thoughts you know the LAFC's up 2-0 i thought for sure it was going to end 4-0 that was honest to god i thought i was going to end 4-0 uh, but uh another mental mistake in the back uh barrios is a dangerous player he you know he scored a goal uh pretty much uh he made games that made the game a lot more nervous than it had to be uh so when bella did come out you know it was the right decision to do and then we went more uh, i i don't know if I, we we kind of did go more defensive obviously kim won and i believe farfan came on and danny masovsky who's not really a goal threat he's more just a, a workhorse if you want to call him that um and just more for defensive play uh, but we did the job and the right calls were made for this game. We didn't, you know, get too excited and want to go for the kill. Um, so, you know, we, in the end, we got the points. That's all that matters. We got four, well, we got three more uh, home games uh, coming up in a row. So we got to really capitalize on these. I'm talking maybe I don't get carried away, but we, it'd be nice to win all four of them. Uh, we already got one down, three more to go. So we'll see what happens next. Yeah, Jose, what were your thoughts on, on the second half performance of LAFC and how they were able to hold on to the lead? My thoughts were that at this at this game, it didn't matter how you won as long as you win. There will be more time to figure out some mistakes. For example, in the Colorado goal, there is a real, the rule in soccer that when you're a central defender, you should not head the ball to the center. Uh, head it to the left, to the right, yeah. or to your goalkeeper, but not to the center. And that is something I think Eddie Segura did. On the second goal, and then Barrio scored very well, and I think one of the players slipped in in, in that play. So there were some little details, but it's something that the team can work uh, during the week. And it's, and defensively, the team has improved a lot. 
I wasn't expecting the four five zero that we used to see. That will come. <laughs> that will no. That, that will come. No, I'm not saying to. Contribute. No, hey, we we no, uh, we, we we like you being honest. But go ahead yeah. and finish. Yeah, like I have, I wasn't, I was expecting a, a win. It it, is, it didn't matter how, but a win. But yeah, that's what I was expecting, and and so yeah, that, those are my thoughts of the second half and the mistake on the on the goal is something that I'm sure Bob Bradley will be working on because he's a guy that focuses on, as he always said on the press conference, the little details. Yeah, and I, I think after at the game, you know, got to ask, mm-hmm. we got to talk to Bob, and he mentioned Pablo Cisnega. He he said he mentioned, I'm paraphrasing here, that he felt like Pablo Cisnega could have done a better job, but I, 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 you know, I would disagree. I think that was more on the defensive fault than mm-hmm. uh, than on Pablo Cisnega because when I look at the replay, I wish I, I should have pulled up the, I should have pulled that up as well, but I don't, I don't have it. It, it was more, I think, on Eddie Segura. And the center backs there, you know, they didn't do a good job defensively, right? And I, when that goal came in, I was like, okay, you know, we we got we got a game here, you know. So, but I also want to talk about the, the substitutions. Obviously, you know, we know that Danny Masovsky came in uh, for Carlos Vela. I believe it was in the 60, 60th minute. Um, Barrio scored his goal uh, was in the fiftieth minute, and then uh, Latif came in the seventy fifth minute for Jose Sinfuentes. And to your point, uh, LAC Live, Kim Mumon came in from Corey Baird for those. For the defensive, uh, you know, strategy and put Mar- Marco Fafan also came in for Ch- Chica Palacios and they switched to that three-five-two uh, formation that that they you know they're starting to implement. Let, let's talk about that three-five-two uh, formation. Obviously, you know, that's something that we've seen them a couple of times. I think they're still getting yeah. used to you know how how they play. How, how do how do you like that formation? Let's live. Uh, it's always nice to see Bob trying something different, uh, other than the, uh, usual four, three, three, uh, which I'm always up for new ideas. Uh, you know, sometimes they're going to work, sometimes they're not, but it's the fact that you're willing to get out of your comfort zone to get a, to get a win. Because like I've told you in the past, Gio, sometimes when you're playing LAFC, you know, this is our what four season now. So it's kind of easy to game plan if you have the same formation every single game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if we're trying, if we're up and trying to protect the lead, go to three five two if you if you want to. What you did and it worked. So, but is it going to work the next game? Like, say we're playing like Seattle in a playoff game and we're we're up two one. Is that going to work? It depends on the situation, and the type of night, uh, what's going on. But yeah, three five two. If we're grinding out a game, go for it. Get defensive. If we have to park the bus, park the bus. Especially if it's a game that we're desperate to win, like we needed. Uh, not if it was a playoff game. You know, it'd be the same situation. If you got to park the bus, park the bus. So. Three five two four three three four four two. At this point, whatever gets us dubs, that's that's what I want to go with. So yeah, yeah. So what were, what were your thoughts on this new formation that LAFC is implementing? It it worked because even though the score was two one at the last minute, and with the many changes, because when when in, in part of the game, like the seventy fifth minute beyond, it felt like one of those Mexico friendly games at, at at the United States where you make a lot of changes and the and the game kind of breaks, you know, because of the many changes that happened. However, even though that the game was two one, I didn't feel any threat for LAFC. Was that because of the three two three five two formation, or was that because of the level of Colorado? Either or, it it worked. Let's see what happens with teams like Seattle, with teams like like the Galaxy who attacked pretty well, um, other teams in the in the East as well. You know, Colorado didn't represent that big threat, but the 3-5-2 work at this occasion. Let's see what happens when this 
this takes place on the playoffs. Yeah, I think Colorado did pre- pre- uh, present with Barrios uh, at times. You know, you saw the speed. There was a couple of threats in the first half, but during oh, yeah. the second half when, uh, you know, obviously they went to the 3-5-2. And I think that's what I asked. And I ended up asking Tristan Blackman that, you know, does he feel this is more of a defensive formation or offensive formation or both? You know, he, you know, I'm going to paraphrase here. He pretty much said that, you know, they're still trying to – he said it could pretty much go either way, you know. But obviously for this game, it worked out defensively. I think when you when you look at LAFC in the 4-3-3 formation, right, that, that is offensive-minded, right? There's no question about that. But on top of that, they, they tend to press up with, with that formation. And I think with this 3-5-2, if you got a lead, right, and you got your horses coming in, you have Kim Moon-Wan, right, you put them out on the right wing because it could essentially turn into five 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 in the back you know and three three in the midfield depending how you want to play it but that could definitely switch up the game and may help your your defense a lot more and you don't need to push up as much when when you're leading a game say a two one in the 70th minute or 75th minute right it it makes sense to change your formation and that's what we haven't seen from lafc and bob bradley and i think that's what we want to see and i think that's what's expected like to your point because they're they're the teams already know how to plan for them but if Bob Bradley and LFC start implementing this 3-5-2 other formations then it then it then it makes their offense and makes their defense a, a lot more uh difficult to plan against right and I, and I think that's what I think that's what we want to see with with LFC those second half adjustments um let, let's talk let's talk about um Jose Cifuentes getting the start LFC live what, what were your thoughts on him uh I was very excited uh I've been calling for uh Cifuentes to be starting but as you know, my trio is a bit different than Bob's. It would be Sefuentes, Blessing, and Atuesta, and Mark Anthony Kane coming on later in the game to be, I guess, the Blessing role, if you want to call it. But um, Sefuentes, I feel like he still has a little ways to go to uh, develop a little bit more. Uh, he's still a bit raw, I think, at times. And I, I know he has an axe for going forward, and uh, he's more of an, I want to say, offensive-thinking player, but... Um, I like what I've seen so far, and I think his development is going to be key this season for us to have depth. And also, a midfielder that we haven't seen to go off topic is uh, Ganella. I mean, yes, I don't think he's the best player on LAFC from what I've seen so far, but, uh, I mean, he's the sixth highest player on the team, and he's played a total of 29 minutes in the games of the season. Uh, I'm not sure when he's going to get his chance, uh, but it'd be nice to see him on the field for at least five minutes at the end of the game if we're up like 3-0 at some point. Yeah, I think part of the reason why you might need to see uh, Pancho Janela is because of Eduardo Tuesta, and that's that they they play the same role. So I think I think that's the only difficult thing because of he he tends to play the same role. But um, Jose, what, what were your thoughts on Jose Cifuentes uh, and the job he did? A lot of energy, a lot of energy from from Cifu. He was pretty dynamic, participating both defensively and offensively. Was he the one he got in a like in a, a little bit with one of the Colorado players on a, on a run? I think he received a yellow card, so that's something. Yeah, he, he did. did. He did yeah. It was it was him, right? So, you know, slow it down a little bit in in that sense. But this is a type of player you want on your team, not on the on the playing level, but on the energy level. A, a player that runs, that goes to war, that participates on the offense as well. You know, it's. It's good to see him back, but as we were mentioning earlier, areas of improvement in his in him in Sifu's case, maybe a little bit of softness when it comes to uh, attacking other players. Yeah, obviously, you know, their international cops are going to be up here. But I think, to your point, LAFC Live, I think didn't Diego Rossi uh, get called up on the preliminary roster? I think LAFC Kui yeah. on the chat, he put that up there. Yeah. Um, um, so we may or may not see Diego Rossi. We'll, ha- we'll have to see if he makes the final roster. I don't know how that, 
that works. I haven't, I haven't kept up with that, but I, I think that's that, that's another thing we should keep an eye on because I think I saw that in, in, the, in the chat that mm-hmm. he has posted. So we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye out with that. But uh, another player, guys, if you and the guys in the chat, if you guys have any questions, make sure to just drop them in the chat, and I'll pull up those questions uh, for for any of these guys up here. Um, but another player that I want to talk about, uh, obviously Pablo Cisnegas, right? I think he's done a great job ever since Kenneth Vermeer. Uh, you know, ended up ended up deciding to leave the team, and you know, I think you know, Publishers Nexus looks solid. He's looked a lot more confident, and he's been a, he's been able to do a lot more things. You know, a lot more things there, and not necessarily feel the pressure. Uh, you know, that his job may be taken away. Jose, what are your thoughts on Pablo? As Bob told me in the press conferences, he was not tested a lot, um, but when he was when he has been required he have, he has responded pretty well i don't think there is any responsibility on the goals he has received yeah uh lac live what, what are your what are your thoughts on Pablo Cisnegas? i thought he's looked great this season um like osway said um a lot of the goals that he's conceded uh have been either one-on-ones or uh like for example the chicharito goal um he was left wide open so what's he supposed to do he did get a hand on it but obviously wasn't enough and then the goal this past weekend against colorado was not his fault obviously as well as a defensive error so I think he's held his own, and he's looked a lot better than Vermeer uh, last season. So uh, it's good to have a reliable goalie so far. Uh, let's see how he does in the pressure games coming up in the end of the season. Yeah, yeah we'll, and, we'll... And, and in a league that is criticized for the level of the goalkeepers that he has, having a solid goalkeeper will make a big difference. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I, have, I mean, he's looking good so far. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get into the standings. I want to see how LAC stands. G Man says, "Geo LAC life host, how can I be like you?" <laughs> hey man, just just I mean, we, talk talk. Pretend you pretend that you know you're some soccer and just start a podcast and then just invite people. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. G Man, we got <laughs> we got to get you on. G Man, G Man's always amazing. He's always in the chat. Um, so here we'll pull up the standings. Obviously, uh, the standings came out for week six. We got obviously Seattle. Uh, first place with 17 points. LAC have moved up from last place, 13th place, um, with eight with in the ninth seed with eight points. Obviously, I don't think that the black and gold should ever be in last place with the type of talent that they have. So they moved up. That's that's a great thing. Um, well, obviously, we, we know LA Galaxy is number three and stuff. It's still early week six, but you know when you look at that chart, you want to get as many points as you as 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 you can. And another thing, looking at this Western Conference, it's not an easy. It's not an easy conference. Every team is tough. If you look from the number one to number eight, every team is going to be tough. And LAFC is not going to have necessarily an easy game. What are your thoughts, LAFC Live, when you when you look at this conference? Uh, it's. I think it's more competitive uh, than the Eastern Conference. Uh, that might maybe that's controversial to I guess some hardcore MLS fans. Uh, honestly, I guess uh, speaking to that because you know the Eastern has uh, or the yeah the East side has uh, Atlanta, Orlando, who's looking pretty good. Nani, New England Revolution apparently is really good this season. They've been irrelevant for the past couple of years, and also you know New York City FC we play this weekend is not too bad either. But I think the Western Conference you have your Seattle. You have your Galaxy. You have you know us. Uh, you have a Sporting KC, who's always uh, decent. So it, it's a really tough conference. Um, obviously, if you look at the standings that you're showing, we win one game, and if the teams above us lose, then we jump all the way up. I think because it's the fourth place or third place. So I mean, this is kind of like I guess I could reference the West and the NBA. Yeah, it's it's always going to be neck and neck in the West. The West is best. So uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be tough all the way, but um, yeah, you see that we win one game, we jump up to fourth place. But obviously, um, you know, Houston, Colorado, a couple of those teams will lose or drop. But 
yeah, very tough, very tough. And it's going to be exciting too because you never know who's going to win an MLS. You know? That's true. Jose, what, what are your thoughts on LAFC and playing in the Western? Uh, well, as a fun fact, three, two of the three teams that have not been unbeaten, uh, Nashville and Orlando, play on the East. Maybe, maybe that tells you something. And Seattle hasn't been unbeaten, but Seattle is in another level. My thoughts on the West is that everything can change in any instant. You can lose one game and be at the last place. You can win or draw a couple, and, and you can be competing once again. You know, it's, it's very unpredictable. That's the word I'm looking for, unpredictable. You never know what, what's happened. You have very good players, and, and it's really entertaining to see because when there is a match between two teams on the West, you cannot say this is a favorite team by far. You know, it's, it's very, very Tight. even. Very tight, yeah, very tight. So that's that's what I think of the West. It's very entertaining to watch games between teams in from that conference. Yeah, Ian1984 in the chat says, def- better defensive record this year so far. If our f- offensive record were how it usually is, we'd be on top. I mean, make a fair point. I think there's obviously, mm-hmm. to that point, Vela and Rossi have been injured. So obviously, those are a lot, lot of goals right there, right? Diego Rossi, golden boot winner. Mm-hmm. Carlos Vela, the golden boot winner the year before that. So I'm with you on that. I think now if you get right, if you if you get a healthy Carlos Vela, looks like Rossi's finally starting to get on um, uh, 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 on his momentum and starting to get, you know, find his, find his feet under him doing the season, right? He's two goals, you know, th- things are going to open up to him and people people aren't going to be able to just a game plan for him when Carlos Vela is also playing on the other side or, or down the middle with him. And I think that, that's what's going to be exciting, right? So um, if we look forward, right, LAFC play NYCFC this Saturday as well. So I think that that's going to be an interesting game because right after that, that then it's the two-week break, right? It's mm-hmm. a two-week break. And then um, LFC end up come back home June 19th. Where we're expected full 100% capacity fans should, uh, fans should be, uh, you know, have a bunch of 100% capacity there. What am I trying to say? There's so, like a bunch of fans are, are going to be there, right? So that's, that's going to be exciting. So you have Houston, and then you have FC Dallas right after that. So these these next three games are very winnable games. Uh, you know, I know you talked about this earlier, LFC Live, but like, give us your thoughts. Obviously, going into this Saturday. Uh, this Saturday, to be honest with you, uh, I expect to win. I, I really do. I, I saw the schedule. Like I said, it be. I honestly think. Yeah, maybe I'm a little biased, but on this four-game home stretch, we already got three points on one of them. I, I think we can get if we play to the best of our abilities. Bella at least plays 65 to 75 minutes. We, we can get 12 points. But then there's that pessimistic side of me, which says, okay, well, if this happens and then he doesn't play and, you know, someone does this, then I could see maybe uh, nine points out of the 12. We might drop a game and that might be due to a mental error or, you know, set piece or corner kick or, you know, marking like that. But I honestly, I, I'm pretty optimistic about uh, the four game home stretch here. And I could see us getting 12 points, which we desperately need. Uh, and the fans will be back, like you said, 100%. 32 52 will be rocking. Uh, we're going to have a lot more fans, obviously. The outside atmosphere, the players will sense it. Hopefully, they, that, that will get a kick up the backside and uh, put in the full gear. Yeah, let's talk about that. So obviously you were at the game. We're both at the game. The 32-52 obviously is a big presence for LAFC. We, I mean, it was in full capacity, but it sure felt like full capacity with the 32-52. But, but it felt like a good capacity. In this pandemic that we are, even if there is a stadium with 200 people, it, it feels like like a Stadio Azteca with 1,100, you know? So, yeah, it was good to see the 32-52 back and... At one point of the game, I think the whole stadium was chanting together. You know, it, it was around the 88 minutes. So it was nice to see them back. 
the atmosphere is if I'm gonna miss listening to players and coaches shouting. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, miss that because that's, that, true. That, that's fun. That's fun, but you know, the atmosphere was great and 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 it's important for for fans to be back because you know we're we are in very tough times and and you know some entertainment it's always welcome. Yeah, and I think obviously right, we're 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 not gonna hear what Bob says every 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 you we're not gonna hear every Bob yeah. because what Bob says. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, forward. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that, that is one one good point that you make, right? We're not we're not necessarily gonna hear or everything that that the, that the coaches or players talk, right? But obviously, that's important that we have fans back. That we're gonna be 100 percent capacity yeah. come June 9th, yeah. June 19th, and I mean I know everybody is excited for it. You know, even myself. You know, I, I saw some of the fans. I got to talk with some of the fans, catch up with them. You know, it's always it's always a good, cool vibe. You know, and I think. Obviously, sports is, is, it helps us get away from you know our day to day, our normal life, and you know what better way than just to go you know go to the bank, of California, watch them win, right? You have a couple of beers or water, whatever, you, whatever you like to <laughs> indulge, right? You know, because I know not everybody drinks, but yeah, and, and you just watch a great game. I think that's that's a, that's the thing that's a that's exciting. Looking forward, and it's summertime too, right? It's summertime too. Have a great time. But to your point, LFC Live, this this LFC. Uh, may have to make the Bank of California a tough place to play. And they do that with their fans, right? And they, yep. and if you're looking at these three teams, right, playing NYCFC start off this Friday, right, um, you make it tough with them, especially with the fans. Houston Dynamo coming in, FC Dallas, you know, and you have Carlos Vela. Three very, very winnable games right there. Very winnable games. You know, you're talking about if you look up what's like, what, three times three is nine, right? And then you had plus the eight points, you know, that they have right now, they potentially could be get 17 points. Now I don't want to get ahead of myself. Now right. you go, you go game by game. Right. But that's what we have to look at for this homestand. And if you're LAFC, right. And the, the other positive thing on top of this is that they're going to have that two week break. That's even, that's going right. to help Carlos Vela even more. Yep. Poku, hopefully, you know, depending on his injury, I know he has a knee injury. He's, he wasn't available for this past game. You know, hopefully they can get him back because he he's been explosive off the bench, but we haven't seen him just yet with Carlos Vela. What what are your thoughts on Apoku potentially coming back after the break? Uh, it'd be great. It'd be a, a great addition to have him back because I was excited for him when he you know he scored one of the goals, looked good early on, and then he goes to uh, Vegas and gets injured, which is unfortunate. And by the way, that Vegas team is not very good. Uh, they have they, <laughs> they lost get, again. They've been getting what five past them the past two consecutive games or something like that. Uh, mm. But I, I won't touch more on that. That's another thing for another day. But yeah, uh, it's unfortunate because Opoku I picked for a young player this season for LAFC, and hopefully he can still you know prove me right. Because um, anytime he gets on the field, I kind of expect him to do something. Uh, you know, he's always a like, he's like blessing kind of like the energy that we need, mm. uh, but with a bit more skill and, and with a goal mindset. So it'd be nice to have him back after two weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, Brian Rodriguez, right? We know El- Almeria ended up winning uh, this past Monday, yesterday, and, and that's big, right? So I'm going to try to break this down. You guys help me out uh, the best way I can, because I believe the the first and second, the first and second mm-hmm. seed, right, are automatically they they yep. get first place, right? They get they mm-hmm. get they get they get promotion, right? So for number three to six, they have to play a playoff playoff. Yep game right and then, and then from that playoff game the winner the third will get that third spot right so it, things are over for Almeria and Brian Rodriguez and we know uh, that there's a purchase clause if Almeria make uh make a uh, make first division Jose what, what are your thoughts on uh what go, going on with the situation going on 
Well, it's a very controversial one. You know, you have a player that has a good level. He has a lot of skills. But like I said last week, his, his attitude toward LAFC, toward Almeria, has not been very good. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a good relationship that he will have with his dressing room. Like I said last week, I, well, this is a personal opinion. I realized that Bryant wasn't reliable on the CONCA Champions League. In the game against America, he was brought to the field at the 80-something minute. Same thing against Tigres, and he didn't play against America. He brought here Sopoku, who we were mentioning earlier, and he scored an important goal against Cruz Azul. So I don't see him fitting in, in the LAFC system. He's a good player, but like, quality is not everything. You have to have a positive attitude toward your team. 100%. And before we get to you, LFC Live, Andy Dio says, I'm here for LFC Live's Amelia's, Almeria segment. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. LFC I appreciate Live. it. It's all you now. It's all you. No pressure. Uh, please, well, please. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. Um, I'm the biggest Almeria fan there is right now. I got my jersey <laughs> on the way. I got my scarf. I got my water bottle. I got everything. Uh, no, but for real, though, uh, they did clinch a playoff spot. They are go- yeah, there he is. LFC Hawaii's China. And there you go. Uh, we are all Almeria fans. We're hoping they get uh, promoted. And it's funny because Almeria fans from LAFC, uh, Kui said, a uh, shout out to him. Uh, they're saying that they don't want to get promoted because they don't want to buy them. So I don't know. I mean, that kind of sucks. Guy. You want to be in La Liga. You want to be playing against Real Madrid and Barcelona and them. Um, but Brian Rodriguez, the whole thing with, I believe the player that he got in a fight with was Sadiq, which is a couple weeks ago, which this incident happened. That was kind of the last straw for me. And then him going on interview after interview, crying and complaining and just posting random pictures on Instagram, uh, missing pen and roll and whatnot. It's, it, it's getting kind of old now and childish, to be honest with you. Like I said to you before, Gio, he's a better Instagram model than footballer. Um, so I kind of, I'm just over him to be honest, but I really want El Maria to win. Uh, they're in the playoff spot. I believe right now, if the season ended today, cause they still have to play one more game, uh, they are the fourth, uh, they're going to finish fourth. So will be playing the fifth seed. Um, so we got to really hope that they pull it off and get promoted, uh, to La Liga because, uh, I don't want to see this guy ever again at LAFC, which is a shame. It's a real shame because I thought for sure this guy was going to be special in some way like Diego Rossi, but it just never happened. And I really hope that the LAFC, like, uh, you know, customer service or sales has, like, a refund for the people that bought the Brian Rodriguez jersey, like a, oh. like an exchange. You know, that, that'd be fair. Like, if you bought a jersey, exchange it for uh, the new jersey, the new flex one. How about that? That's fair. <laughs> hey, yeah. you spoke the truth. There we go. Eddie. I used, I used there to go the spicy takes. <laughs> I used to work at the HQ. Maybe I can talk to them. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do it for the fans, man. Hey, they, they, we, uh, LAFC owes them, man. We've been locked up and, uh, they deserve, uh, a new jersey. And if they have to trade on Brian Rodriguez for a new flex, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the thing that I will say is everything that you guys are talking, well, not everything, right? I knew this months ago. You know, I, I figured this out months ago and I started talking about it, but I, you know, I also got a lot of pushback, you know, because obviously he's a DP player, right. And a lot of expectations, but I, I noticed his immaturity. I noticed, you know, all these things. And, but now people can actually see it. Right. Cause he's doing it right. That interview, I think that was the worst, his worst mistake, him doing that interview, him going to Uruguayan press, because that, that to me just lowered his value. And, you know, you know, he talked about going back to Peñarol, you're still with Almeria, yeah, LAFC still owns you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't do that. And you, 
I think everybody, even that were supporters of him, I think after that interview, you really got to see how immature he is. And that's not a smart thing to do when you're still under contract. You know, you, you, you don't do that when there's still games left in the season. You know, I don't even think you do that at all. You just let your agent do it. You know, you just you yeah. just let your agent handle that. But just to go out there and voice your opinion, you understand that, you know, he, he doesn't understand the game yet. Right. Because you talk to other players. Oh, I love Almeria. I love LAFC. You, you got to talk in that way. You don't talk bad about the team, even though if you don't want to be there, because it, whether you or you just don't even do an interview like that, you know what I'm saying? And you got to ever, I think everybody got to see his maturity. Everybody got to see that, how he thinks and process things. And I can only imagine what happened at LAFC and all the shenanigans that happened there, right? And Bob Bradley is not going to put up with that. I'm going to just tell you right. that. I know Bob Bradley has gone on record and said, You'd love to have him back. I, I find that hard to believe. That was the political things, correct. Exactly. That, I find uh, that hard to believe, but I know what Bob Bradley's doing there as well. Well, I don't know what he's doing, but I, I can see, right? I can sense it out. And But, yeah, you just don't do that, you know? And I think everybody's praying. Like you said, all LAFC fans right now are Ameria fans because, one, it opens up a DP spot, and you don't have the Brian Rodriguez hangover with you anymore. You, you get to right. move move out the way. And, you know, as the athletic reported, uh, low what, eight figures – you know, numbers there. So you, you're, you're going to make the LAFC played 11.5, whether it's 10 million or, you know, 19, 20 million, which I highly doubt. And may, maybe no. <laughs> anywhere from 10, anywhere from 10, I'll probably say 13. I know LAFC QE had, had reported something out there, but any, anything between that, if you get anything right, eight figures that yeah, I think you're just going to be happy, right? Because of what, what has happened. So, you know, looking forward, I think we'll, we should talk about, you know, what are the options, right? I don't think we should name any players necessarily, but let's talk about positions, right? Is, is this, is, do they need a number nine? Do they need a center back? You know, what, what do they need? What should they use that, 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 that DP spot on LFC live? Uh, well, I was crying for a number nine before the season started and I'm still crying for a number nine now. Yes, Corey Baird is, um, you know, he's he's a striker that's not there to score goals, which is something that we desperately need because, like, we've had Bella these past injuries these past couple of years. You know, he's getting injured a lot more now. He's getting up there in age. I know he's not like 40 or 38 or anything like that, but he is getting up there. So he's getting a little bit more fragile. So, you know, a number nine for a DP would be uh, would be brilliant, in my opinion. Uh, if for some reason they don't go number nine, maybe the secondary position would be another midfielder. Um, that could be a possibility. Uh, but honestly, that's probably the two positions. Uh, number one priority, uh, a number nine striker, and a number two, a midfielder. Um, I won't name any names because we we'll be here all day. But uh, you, you've seen the names on the timeline and whatnot that we're all linked to and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, so hopefully one of those two. Yeah, and Jose, before we get to you, Andy makes a great point. If there's anything media in a player's native country will do is is try to stir up controversy any way possible. That and that tells and that's that's why Brian Rodriguez doesn't understand the game because he thinks he's gonna go out here and people are gonna listen to him. They are gonna listen to you, but they're also gonna they're also gonna spin it any way they can. And, <laughs> you know, you also got fine. I think he ended up getting fined for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But but nevertheless, Jose. If they obviously open up, I think a DP spot's going to open up regardless. I think it is open regardless. You know, I don't whether regardless how Maria moves on or not. I don't think I don't I don't see Brian Rodriguez coming back. But what should uh, LAFC use on that open DP spot on? I agree. A number nine. I don't need to mention any names. You want to see some names? Go to Twitter. That's it. <laughs> so a number nine. You know, once Wasureña, Christian Ramirez. 
Dio was kind of the best. I don't know if LAFC like that like, would be in that sense, but there's uh, there needs to be a player that can score goals out of nowhere. You know, a scramble play at the at the area and and you know some some ugly goals as well. You know, we need uh, LAFC needs that player to define games. You know, you cannot depend on Bella if even if 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 he's injured. Diego has a beer. Uh, Last season, that was like that when Bella was gone. Diego Rossi took a, a, a principal role. But Diego Rossi is a Uruguayan national team player. He will never be always there. So, yeah, a number nine will be good. A player that can score you 10 or 20 goals. And, yeah, as far as I will go, a player that is in MLS. That's all I will say when it comes to names. A player that knows the, the league and he doesn't need to adapt to the, to the league itself. I think, well, typically a DP player, when you spend that money, amount of money, I don't know if it's going to be an MLS player. I think it may be yeah. somewhere international. So yeah, you're right. I yeah. think that I think that's the, I think that's the only thing to that. But I, yeah, I think you know whether it's a number nine, we know, uh, or, or 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 maybe you can give the the I don't know if it's this possible. You can give the DP to another LAFC player, for example, Atuesta. Who knows? No, I think that well, they already settled that down. They 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 already got yeah. them into contract. So I think this is to me the way the way I look at this. This this next DP signing is for the future. It's not just you know just here for a year, right? You you want to bring in someone that's going to be there one to assist Carlos Vela, right? If it is going to be a number nine or a midfield or whatever, because you everybody knows that. Well, we can assume that this is probably Diego Rossi's last year. Uh, a Twista may maybe last year, maybe last year and a half, depending if he gets sold on next summer. Um, we don't know the contract details. I know he signed for another year, so they may sell him on for next summer. But you got to assume that you got to replace those spots, right? You're going to have to replace Diego Rossi. You're going to have to replace uh, Diego, excuse me, uh, Duarte Tuss and Diego Rossi. So I think you really have to look at this, right? And, and a lot's going to tie into Brian Rodriguez, right? If they sell him on, right? If, if they're able to sell him on, then yeah, I can see a big name. But so far, all the players that we've seen LAFC linked to have been South American players. You know, if we look at the trend, right? Um, so right now, I wonder if they're going to go look in Europe, right? Because they haven't done that since what Andre Huerta was was the last one. I think he came from God. Portugal, and obviously he wasn't good. <laughs> but you want to get this. Um, I don't mean to bring up, but you want you want to get this right. You you just want to get this this next this next DP player right, and you want to get someone that's going to be a, one help Carlos Vela assist him offensively, two keep Carlos Vela. Because you, you you know you don't know if Carlos Vela is going to sign over here, and make make it interesting for them. Silo in the chat says Tecatito, Corona, or Chucky Lozano from the Mexican. Not yet. <laughs> uh, Not yet. I, I, I was going to say I, I I I if I'm a fan of the Mexican national team, I, I don't want those players coming to LAFC. Uh, I want them going to bigger clubs. Uh, that's just my opinion. You know, maybe I'm crazy, but they shouldn't be coming to LAFC just yet. Maybe in no. ten years. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah, no, Jesus with Corona, Jesus, ticket. Go ahead. Jesus Corona has stayed in Porto way too long. He needs to move to another uh, bigger league already. Yeah, he needs mm-hmm. to. He needs to go to a bigger club, and uh, we we saw what he's done in the Champions League. He, he looks. Uh, he looks pretty solid over there. But uh, yeah, Ch- Chucky Lozano. I think he, you know you still want to keep him at Napoli out there. I don't. I don't. I don't think you want him coming here. But I think whether it is a veteran number nine player. Or someone else. I think that's what you want to look for, and how you know how is it how they're going to assist Carlos Vela and help Carlos Vela and help this team win a championship this year because this this is what it is. It's a championship year for LAFC, and that's and that's what you that's what you want. So it's going to be very interesting, right? There, 
But I think the first piece is Brian Rodriguez and Almeria. We're gonna we're gonna have to keep watching because I think I looked at his contract. Brian Rodriguez contract doesn't end till or loan, excuse me, loan doesn't end till June, till the end of June. Right. Obviously, and he go and national team call ups are coming up here in a couple of weeks. I think June, June 9th, I want to say Uruguay. Oh well, you know, Uruguay has um has a has a has a game or World Cup qualifiers, I believe. Yeah. So they they have what June June excuse me June third and June eighth right mm-hmm. right right away and we know Brian Rodriguez is going to be there so obviously Almeria is not going to be playing d- during that time so we'll, we'll we're going to have to see what happens you know after the international break and how and how they do maybe a good uh, performance in Copa America will have another team interesting on him you know who knows yeah. I'm just re- what, daydreaming Alexi Wise <laughs> Huerta is Alexi's life's favorite player. G-Man no. getting creative. Efrain to LAFC. <laughs> no. G-Man, no. are you giving up on Efrain over there? I don't think Efrain is a DP player, you know, but I, that this is what we have to look forward to in these <laughs> next, these next, what, this next month is going to be very interesting. This next month, month, next two months for LAFC, it w- right? It will be a long month. Oh, for sure. <laughs> a lot of rumors, a lot of, you know, uh, stuff swirling around. And just responded to that Horta comment. <laughs> I, I had high hopes for that guy until he backpassed it for, in the Galaxy game. So after that, I was like, nope, that's it. He, he must have signed a contract with, uh, with Galaxy before the game or something, like a, a like a 24-hour contract. He screwed us out of that game. So, yeah, never again. I don't want to hear that name. <laughs> as, a fun, as a fun fact, Garrett, there were, I think last year when I was still at the store, there were some Horta jerseys there yet. Uh, were they on sale? or <laughs> On sale in Gabbard, too. Oh no! Oh, hey, I remember him. I okay, yeah. That's another one that never worked out really, which is a shame because I had uh, high hopes for that guy too. Yeah, there's a lot of names if you think about it that were hyped up, and yeah, less said the better about some of them. To be honest with you, yeah. Well, well, I think right. This this is what this is is going to be interesting because right, if LAFC start to roll, right, they start as we we can assume, instead if they start to roll and they start to you know turn things around here because they, they need to, you know, and like I said, you, ex- there's a big expectations from this team, right. And you, you're going to expect things. So I, I'm curious if, if John Thornton, the front office, you know, what this next move is on these DP. Right. And I think it has to be a player is going to come in here and impact, impact LAC and help LAC get, win that championship that they've been talking about. Right. This is the year. It's the fourth year. It's no secret. Like I said, it's no secret. Everybody's coming after LAFC. Everybody, every we team. Need, we need a we need a DP player that if Bella's not playing, the fan base can go okay. Bella's not playing, but we got this DP in with Rossi, and maybe let's say Corey Baird and Opoku, one of those three. They're like, okay, sweet, we got a good chance of winning this game. Not every game where Bella's out, we're like, oh god, are we gonna win or are we gonna tie? Oh no, oh this. So that's the kind of player I want. I want to be comfortable every game. I don't want to be sweating bullets just because one player's not playing. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I think what LAFC needs is a player like Filippo Inzaghi. Jose Mourinho described him once as a player that plays ugly but scores. You know, we need that. The LAFC needs that type of player. That You're talking player. about Chicharito. Don't talk about Chicharito like that, man. No, <laughs> Filippo <laughs> <Philippe, laughs> Inzaghi. Inzaghi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Inzaghi. Uh, yes, 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 yes. You know, that's uh, just that's be a there and put the ball in the net. Like that's, a Carlos uh, Tevez. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, look, one name we can already cross off the list who's going to Barcelona is Cunaguero. Yeah, Yeah. we we there was a lot. There was a lot. Everybody, (laughs) a lot of the MLS people, and we had talked about it. You know him, LAFC Live. I know you you had talked about him, but hey, he's getting he's not coming yet. 
yet. You know, yes. he ain't coming yet to MLS. So, but I think I think that's one of the things that yeah, is going to make it interesting because there's going to be a lot of rumors. So, we'll see if LAFC get an international and uh, in, in, uh, excuse me, an international player get in a European player because I think. Those are the those are the bigger names, and but that's not been their DNA. So that's what I think that's right. what I'm very interested to see what happens with, with LAFC in, in this in this uh you know when this transfer market and what you know what the front office does you know and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting and I think this is this move could literally help them get to the next level help because I you have to look at this move as this guy is gonna help us beat Seattle in the Western Conference because I think that's the team to beat right. No disrespect to any other team, but we see what Seattle's been doing, right? Seattle could fall off, but when it comes to playoff times, they show up, right? And you need a player that's going to be decisive, that's going to be aggressive and, and be uh, on their back line because we know how aggressive uh, LA, I mean, Seattle can be towards other teams. So I, I think that's that's my mindset looking into that. Guys, uh, drop drop down in, in the comment uh, any any questions that you have. Any any final thoughts, LAFC Live? Uh, just, um, very exciting, uh, weekend coming up. Uh, we got, like I said, the champions league with LAFC football, uh, Lakers in the playoffs playing right now. Yep. We got NHL playoffs. We got things going off all over the place. So, and you know, things are getting slightly back to normal. So pretty good start to 2021 so far, I guess. Right. All around. Yeah. So currently the Laker game is going on. So I definitely do want to watch that. So <laughs> we're, we're going to sign off. Jose, any, any final thoughts before we sign off here? Mm, I want to see uh, if I were a fellow AFC fan, I would like to see more sharpness, you know, like what happened and more opportunities created from the black and gold. I think in total they created like six or seven opportunities in occasions. Um, they make a lot of passes, but there is an opportunity to shoot. But instead of doing that, they pass it to their neighbor, to the player behind, to the player in front, to the player in front, you know. Uh, I think that what LAFC needs to improve, and they did a little bit this this past Saturday, is to shoot more the ball into into the the goal. You know, that's something that I will it will be interesting to see, and it will uh, something uh, something else is will be to see how many minutes Carlos Vela play and mm -hmm. how the team reacts when Carlos Vela is is not on the field. Yeah, I think that's going to be exactly. the biggest thing. Uh, G man, final final comment. Jordan Morris to LAFC got some nope. jokes. Here. <laughs> well, no. he's injured. He's and he's out. So oh, G man, man. I, see, yeah. I, see, I see you trying to get creative there. I don't. That guy. That guy got me in a lot of trouble one time on a tweet that I put. So I don't. I don't want him over at LAFC. <laughs> well, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Seattle's going to give him up. Unfortunately, even Good. though he, he's injured and whatever Good. he's going through. But guys, that's going to wrap things up. Um, you know, LAC live. Let the people know where they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at We Are LAFC Live. Uh, I have been posting on Instagram. Uh, we Are LAFC Live on Instagram. Uh, Geo's stories, we're just reposting them on the Insta story. But mostly Twitter. You guys know where you can find me, running the polls, doing the interactions. Ask the question today, who you guys got in the Euros? Uh, a couple interesting ones. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's where you can follow me at. How's what? I got England and Spain for the Euro Cup for your okay. question. There we go. And... <laughs> Please follow me Twitter and Instagram uh, at Josue LH686, J O S U E L H 686. You will be informed and entertained, I promise. Yeah, guys, yes. definitely give both of these guys a follow if you haven't, if you haven't already. 
Um, you guys can follow me at Joe Garcia LA, but also make sure to follow us on, on LA Soccer Hub. If, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, turn on the turn up, uh, turn on the notification so you can be alerted when we go live. Uh, also follow us on Twitter because this is also going live on Twitter as well. And for those of you guys listening, every Tuesday night we're talking LASC, we're talking black and gold at 7 p.m. So if you guys want to join us on the live stream, you guys want to ask us questions, comments, or whatever, come on in, be part of this community. We're growing. It's exciting to have you guys. You know, chime in and talk. And, you know, and pick up, pick our brain. We we also want to hear from you guys. So for LAFC Live for Jose, I'm Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Peace.